Hi, this is Marissa Meyer. And this is Delaney. And this is Sloan. And you're listening to the Prince Kai Fan Pod. Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club podcast where Captain is King, Marissa is Queen, and I am your host, Bethany Finger. Today's episode is brought to you by Ramping Crew Patron Supporters. Thank you. Please welcome back special guest Amanda from Fictional Hangover Podcast. Hi. Gosh, it's Hi. been so long. It has feels like it's been forever, but now I can't remember like the last one you were on. I mean, I think it's been like a year. Side note, I can see Vampire Academy behind you, and my heart is like, when was the last reread we did? Because <laughs> I um, live for Rose and Dimitri, and that show. Yeah, of course. Ugh. Not good. I only made it a few episodes. That, you know what really bums me out about that TV show? After what? a failed movie franchise and a failed TV show, they're never going to give it another chance. No, it's such a shame, too. And it would be so good if they could have just stuck to the material. Right? It wasn't that difficult. The movie was really good. I loved the movie. If they had stayed on that path, I would have been so psyched. Yeah, but no. Then we, like, took it to Sexy Town and failed. Like, tried to change it into, like, Game of Thrones or something. It's like, this is a young adult book. Why are we starting out with butt cheeks? Like... (laughs) <laughs> she's watched that first episode it's literally like look at somebody's butt <laughs> yeah totally ruined yeah i like trying to breathe right now okay so if you are <laughs> listening to this episode and you follow me on social media then you know that i just posted some really cool news that i have a three book deal with wise wolf book publishing And that my first book, More Than Life, will be coming out uh, in the beginning of 2024, hopefully February. Oh, I feel like I stopped breathing just so I could say that. (laughs) It's amazing. So someday I'm looking at, you guys don't know this, but I'm looking at Amanda's beautiful, like, cave of wonder behind her, which is just all books. And I'm imagining, like, maybe someday my book will be among all of those. Oh, sure. And whenever we chat, I'll put it right behind me. Yes. So you can see it. And then I can just, like, cry every time I chat with you. I'm just like. (gasps) I actually have a shelf over here that has, like, people that I know and have talked to. So it will probably go on this shelf. I love it. Yeah. I like when people organize their library in, like, ways that make sense to them. Oh, yeah. Like, That's my library my is organized in a way that makes sense to me. So I get people mm-hmm. that come in, and they're like, you're a librarian. Why isn't it, like, Dewey or Alphabetical or LOC? And I'm like, listen, this library is designed so that if I'm in the mood for something, I know exactly mm-hmm. where to go. Vampire teen books, right here. Vampire adult books, right here. There we go. Exactly. Exactly. Fairy tale retellings, great. You want a Snow White one? They're right here. Cinderella ones are right here. <laughs> Red Riding Hood, right here. Like, I have it separated so that it's like, if this is what I'm in the mood for, I can just be like, this section, go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I have mine. Some of them are separated like that. Like, I've got all my vampire stuff right here. And then I've got people that I know here. And then over here, you can't really see all of this side. But 
this is books I've narrated. They live on this shelf. Love it. Uh, of course, yours will be face out on display. I love it. Yay. That makes Yay. me so happy. So, okay, what is above the Harry Potter illustrated book? What is above that? This this one, um, trinkets. There's a oh. birdie bots every flavor beans. There's nice. a snape. Okay. There's a. I couldn't I couldn't tell if it was trinkets or one of those like dioramas. No, but I do have one of those, but it's folded up right now. They look so cool. Yeah, amazing. Oh, speaking of vampire books, I have one you don't need to read. What is it? It's called My Roommate Is a Vampire. It's bad. There's no need for him to be a vampire. Spoiler alert. No, there's no I have need it on my for him. PR. Thank you. Well, I just don't want you to be overwhelmed, like underwhelmed. I was genuinely disappointed because I was like, he could have just been in a coma and we'd have the exact same book. Oh God. Okay. I will go into it. But you love vampires as much as I do, no so way. I'm like, don't be disappointed. This and this is like a three out of five on a good day. It'll make you want to reread something like Gloria Duke or or Twilight, even Twilight, just so you can be like, you know what? This is what good vampire stories look like. Are you frozen? That's there what you are. I just said. You were Yay. frozen. You were frozen. Frozen from excitement. Woo! Yes, exactly that. Just the fangirling went over the top. Yeah. Fangirling over myself. Yeah, but I'm also fangirling you, so it's fine. I'm so excited. Yay. I got I got the email from Marissa this morning. That she saw it on social media and she's so excited and she thinks it's a million percent deserved, which was such a nice thing to say. Well, there it is. Like I'm looking at it now. Oh, I gotta like it. Hey, there's so many people that already like it. I know. Mish McBride says congrats. Don't you adore her? Oh my gosh. Yes. Her writing oh is gosh. incredible. Yes. I've got to meet her a few times and um she's just she's like she is exactly what you see. Yep. She's and I love that on, when I meet people. She's been on Fictional Hangover a few times. I'm just yeah. like, I love you. I know. I told her like an hour after meeting her, I was like, I want you to be my best friend. <laughs> and she was like, we can we can probably do that. And I was like, okay. Okay. Now you're going to get to meet so many more new people. I know. So many more amazing authors. I know. I'm so excited. I'm going to do like my own signings and stuff. I need to make sure I have a nice signature. I... You better start practicing right now. Right? <laughs> Quentin, this is so silly, but Quentin was like, are you like kind of bummed that it's Bethany Finger? And I was like, no. And he's like, because when you wrote your first book, it would have had your maiden name. And I'm like, yeah, but this is way better because this is the name I'm going to have for forever. So like, I don't have to worry about like a pen name or anything now. Like I just, I know my name's Bethany Finger and so does everybody else. Problem solved. Yeah. Yeah. No biggie. <laughs> yeah. You got to start working on your signature though. Yeah. Yeah. You can say you knew me way back when. <laughs> I will. Uh... Assuming that it doesn't flop. 
grotesquely because that's what, that's the I'm as soon as it like started getting like real I was the imposter syndrome set in so fast no we won't we won't let it flop uh-uh. yeah and I can't even tell people a lot about it all I can say is that it is officially getting published and maybe by the time this episode comes out in three weeks there'll be more information on social media but right this second there's not yeah yeah I promise, Fictional Hangover will not let you flop. And if you do flop, Fictional Hangover will still love you and support you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll just be that author friend you have that flopped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's fine. But we'll love you. Thank you. I mean, because we Thank already you. do. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay, or should we do a podcast? <laughs> Probably. Okay, so what are you currently reading? What am I It's a loaded question for you, isn't it? It is. How dare you ask me such a thing? (laughs) Um, I am currently reading Out of the Dawn by PC Cast, because we're about to talk about that on Fictional Hangover, which this episode will be out for several weeks by the time your episode comes out. But we're talking (laughs) to PC Cast again, which is always fun. We love her. Um, And I just finished... Uh, the Salt Grows Heavy by Cassandra Kaw. It's That's a, a cool name. The Salt Grows Heavy. Yes. It's a creepy book with mermaids and a plague doctor and cannibalism. All right. So a um, very fitting title. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cannibalism. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's what I got right now. I'm about to start getting in the ninth for Fictional Hangover. That's everything I read. Everything I read is for Fictional Hangover. That's fine. Because we pick good books. <laughs> yes. So it's fine. Oh, I'm also reading Unravel by Amelia Loken, which I should just say that right now out loud because it will be coming out in audiobook soon with my voice attached to it. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I love listening to you do audiobooks because I'm like, I know her. No. That's how I'm gonna be when I'm reading your book. Like <laughs> She's like, I think I saw her before. She's cool. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> We're ridiculous. I am currently doing a Harry Potter reread. Oh fun. Slash re-listen because um been working a lot and I wanted something <laughs> It's like my job decided that because there's a teacher shortage, I should stop being a school librarian and start being a fourth grade teacher, which I am in no way trained or qualified to do. So I've been just drowning, trying to figure it out and having like anxiety and chest pains and all that fun stuff. And so I felt like I needed something comforting when I was like trying to set up my classroom the other day and I was doing I had to like rearrange all the desks because I have all these kids that like hate each other. And for some reason, the last teacher was like, well, they can sit wherever they want. And I'm like, no, there are seating charts for a reason. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm not walking into a fourth grade class and telling them they can sit wherever. That's what high school is for. Nope. Um, (laughs) So I was like wanting to listen to something comforting. And I was like scrolling through my audio books and I saw Sorcerer's Stone and I was like, it's been like a year since I've read Harry Potter and um yeah I just emotionally went right in there and I I know what some people are already going to email me about I'm aware 
I am aware, but I refuse to let Joe ruin my childhood by taking Harry Potter away from me. It's like yeah. a third of my identity, okay? I was raised by Lizzie McGuire and Harry Potter, and I refuse to apologize for either one of those things. <laughs> yeah, look, as long as you know better and do better in real life, it's fine. You're not Thank going you. around being a turf. It's fine. I get people sometimes that, like, they're like, you know, oh, I can't believe you still like Harry Potter. Harry didn't do anything, first of all. Yeah. He is a fictional character. <laughs> yeah. He, he has hurt no one with yeah. his actions. <laughs> but also, yeah. like, financially, no, I'm not, because I bought these books and audiobooks and even the illustrated books years ago, some of them decades ago. Right. Um, but my sibling said it best a couple of months ago. I was talking to them and their girlfriend was doing a reread and I was talking to them and they said, it's really pretty. What did they say? Life is too short to let someone filled with hate ruin something that fills you with love. That's so beautiful. Right. And I was like, okay, if you can read it, <laughs> you're allowed to read it. I'm allowed to read it. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so that's the only thing I'm reading right now. Normally, I'm reading like a million things, but I'm I'm just reading that because on my other day, on my spare time, I'm writing my my sequel. So because I have a book series. <laughs> well, actually, I have like a dozen book series, but this one is getting published. <laughs> this one's real. This one's real. My very first book I wrote when I was 13 was called Maria and William. And they fell in love at a basketball game. And it was heavily inspired by a Babysitter's Club book that I read. <laughs> you know, can I just tell you right now, I'm going to pass on that one. Aw, shocker. I know. Pretty <laughs> sure my mom is the only person in the whole world who read that book. And bless her because she continued to read what I wrote afterwards. <laughs> Um, I don't even remember entirely what happened. I remember like bits and pieces of the story, but you know, that was 21 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it just needs to live back there in your memories. Yeah. It can stay in 13 year old Bethany's bedroom where it belongs. And it was, <laughs> it was not typed because we were poor growing up. So it's definitely gone. It was like scribbled into a notebook at some point. No. Oh, it was one of those shame. like those five-star notebooks, but not really five-star because we were poor, right? So we had the knockoff one with the recycled mm -hmm. paper where if you tried to erase, it would rip the paper. Do you remember mm -hmm. those? Yes, yeah. And um, so it it was probably pretty short because it was just one of those notebooks, but you know what? <laughs> it lives forever in my mind. <laughs> we, should, we should try to find it. Your mom I wouldn't probably be has it. My mom had it in the whole she does. somewhere. She's got it. No doubt. She's got it. Someday. You should find it, and then we can read it aloud together. Oh, God. <laughs> and then people will be like, why would I read anything this girl wrote? And be like, I grew, I adapted, I improved my craft, don't worry. Oh, my God. Anyways, that is what we are all currently reading. Um, oh. If you are listening to this, thank you, because I know we're already way off topic, and I'm supposed to be reeling it in. Um, Fan Art Friday! First fan out, fan, uh, 
I don't even do bloopers anymore. I just leave it in so people can laugh in that moment. So <laughs> Fan Art Friday is from Scott Keen Anillo. Um, and it's really, really cute because he sent it to me like two and a half years ago and was like, can you use this one? And I was like, yes, when we get there. We have finally gotten there. Yay, finally. But I really like this one because it, for some reason it gives me um, Disney vibes, like old school Disney vibes. Yeah. You know, like when they used to have, um, like when they used to tell a story with like the book opening and the mm-hmm. narrator and mm-hmm. the music and the credits would be at the beginning of the movie and not at the end. Yes. That's what this vibe gives me. Yeah. This is really pretty. I like that there's <laughs> the sun on one side and the earth on the other. Um, I love the like halo light effect that we have going on, like the mm-hmm. light shimmer that's coming down. I think that looks so cool. Yeah. Um. I love that, like, it looks like he's proposing, kind of, the way he's, like, kneeling and presenting her the vial. I'm fine with it. I know, like, there's a lot in here that's, like, that's not how it went down, but I'm fine with it because it looks really aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, you're allowed to imagine your characters doing something different than they actually did in the book. It's fine. That's why it's fan art. Exactly. Exactly. Fan created. So what are your thoughts? I love it. I love the trees. Like, yeah. they're so detailed. It's so, like, what a stupid thing for me to say out loud. No, but, like, it's beautiful. It's not any of the focus of the artwork at all. But my God, the trees are beautiful. But it it jumps out at you because you can see all the flowers and all the different textures. And it's so yes. lush. Like, not as yeah. lush as it probably actually is on the moon. But lush. None yes. the same. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And it's exciting because they sent it directly to me. Usually I'm like begging people, like, can I please share your art? I promise I give credits. Um, But this person like emailed me and was like, hey, I've heard about your podcast and I'm also an artist and I'd love it if you featured me. And I'm like, oh my God, I made it. This is the the, my podcast made it moment. Yeah. (laughs) So special. Someone sends you treasures. I know. So this next one is from Ant Artist, who we adore because they made an art of me and Guild and Thorn a couple years ago for my birthday. You can find it on my page. It's really cute. I'm adorable in it. Um, they even included the bangs and my giant glasses, which I really appreciated. <laughs> I love that. But this is just the whole crew, and I really like that because we're getting to the end of the books, you guys. Like, we are at the 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 meat of the story. There's only a few episodes left. Um, or a few That's chapters wild. left. That's yeah. wild to say that. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, and it's, it's, it's not wild if you think about it, because it's like, well, it has been four and a half years. But at the same time, it's like, wow. And this is why I'm glad I decided, like, I'll just do everything Marissa writes instead of just doing, like, the Lunar Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Because if I had only done the Lunar Chronicles, we'd have, like, stars above in the graphic novels, and then we'd be done. And then you'd be really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I was thinking back recently because Fictional Hangover has just started its sixth season. I'm like... That's crazy. How have I been doing this podcast for so long, every week without fail? Five full Because you're years. amazing and you work insanely hard. Thank you. I do. 
I honestly, as someone who has a podcast, there are definitely times where it's like, well, there's no episode. I am swamped right now. <laughs> and you, you read the entire book or listen to it, however you consume it, but yeah. you do the whole thing and then you write a summary and your summaries are gold. Thank you. Like, you know exactly what needs to be included. I would be like, and her outfit was, nope, you know what? That might not be necessary. No, it wasn't necessary. <laughs> like, I would have way too much unnecessary detail in there or yeah. not enough necessary detail. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. But we got to make it to where you can pretend that you've read the book. That's the whole thing exactly. about fictional hangover. Like, you can say that you read it, even if you didn't read it. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. You can carry on. A semi-intelligent conversation with someone. You can even take, they could even take your opinions. Like if somebody asked you about it, they could be like, what did Amanda say again? Oh yeah, it was a little pretentious, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it was also full of lots of curse words. <laughs> like, wait, My no, heart is confused. Wait. That'll forever be <laughs> like one of my favorite sayings in the entire world because it like so perfectly and captures not just the selection series, but like literally everything that Kira Mass has ever written, or not Kira yes. Mass, um, Cass. Yes. Everything that she's ever written, because the Betrothed series was like that too. Yes. <laughs> My heart is confused. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about artwork. What? How did we get back here? Okay. I have no idea. Um, I'm sorry. I ruin all of the episodes. No, I am all over the place. I love this artwork. <laughs> I did picture, um, for some reason, and I, I know that there are facts on the internet, so, you know, but for some reason, I always pictured Thorne and Jason as, like, the same height, and in this one, it's, like, Jason's hair is the same height. Yeah. <laughs> but Jason, Jason has, is not. Yeah. Jason and Prince Kai have some tall hair. Right? But, you know, they need it. They and need that They're, like, that swathed and polished. Yeah. 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 And Thorn and Wolf have that like messy bedhead vibe going on. Yeah. 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 They're clearly the sexiest of the crew. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, also, I love how curvy Scarlet is. Yes. Like, look at her little booty. I know, right? And her, I yes. love it. And the little hip thing she's got going on. Yes. And I love it because like that was always something that bummed me out about the new covers is that like, the cover of Scarlet, it, she's just she's, yeah. Like, who is this? So tiny. Who not even just that she's that. Not even just that she's little, because that's fine. Everybody has their own visions or whatever. But like, she's she's almost comically tiny. Yes. It's almost yes, like yes. anime extension. Like. <laughs> but no, this one she's beautiful. Yeah. And represented. And we always love when Aiko and Winter are drawn appropriately. Yes, oh, I love Aiko. She's the best. I think, yeah. hands down, she is the best character of the entire series. Fun fact, she almost wasn't in the series. No! Marissa's uh, editor, after book book one, when she was disassembled, was supposed to be the end of her story. And Marissa's editor, when reading Scarlet, was like, you have to bring her back. You have to bring her back. She's going to be a fan favorite. You're going to break hearts everywhere if you don't bring her back. And lo and behold, we have Aiko. So everybody can thank Jill Greenberg for that. Thank you, Jill. Thank you. Right? Can you imagine this series without Aiko after no. that first book? Nope. 
I don't want to. Especially when she's the ship. Like, oh my god. Am I really? I'm enormous. (laughs) Am I really a pretty ship? (laughs) I love her. But anyways, I really like the, um, I like that this is a very simple picture, but we get everybody's vibe, you know, like, Jason is in uniform, and he's got his quaffed, polished hair ponytail thing going on. Kai is in uniform, and his hair is, like, polished, but you can see that it's starting to, like, come out of the gel escape hold that it's in. Yeah, well, because um, he's, like, brushing his hand through it. He always does that. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Winter is wearing these, like, bright purple colors. Cress is in her, like, little shy corner with her blue dress like I just feel like everybody's a good representation of themselves in this mm-hmm. in this image here so yeah so I big almost, thank you I almost feel like the the least best one which is I mean that's not saying much because all of these illustrations are amazing but the least best one is probably Cinder she I was gonna say that dull. too she just looks dull and boring but that was her before in the beginning right was she was just this mechanic with grease on her face yeah but also, like, she's got some sweat stains. Like, the drawing is spectacular. Yeah. yeah. And the shirt is, like, you can tell it used to be white, but it's not anymore. Yeah, it's not anymore. Right. <laughs> it's very dirty. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So big thank you to both those artists. You can follow them on social media and find more about them on Instagram, our show notes, and the podcast website. Last week, Patreon members got to vote for chapter titles. Chapter 91 is I Want You to Want Me by Cheap Trick. And chapter 92 is You're on Your Own Kid by Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. I am not shocked. No. That, that, honestly, it's like half the time it's me and then half the time it's my guests come on and they're like, okay, I picked a Taylor Swift song. I hope that's okay. And I'm like, like, hi, do you know me? Do you know me, Bethany? Like, yes, it's fine. I had Taylor. someone email me once, and they were like, every time somebody picks a Taylor Swift song, I'm like, oh, no, we're going to run out of songs. And then I'm like, that's not a thing. No, that's, that's, she's written, even if we run out of her songs, you know the amount of songs she's written that other artists have recorded? Like, <laughs> you're not running out of material anytime soon. No. <laughs> it will at least get you through the entirety of your podcast. Thank you. Because you know she's kind of be another one comes out in a few weeks. Like, come yeah. on. So last week we left off with Cinder waking up and calling a meeting with the Earth and leaders. We jump around. Now we're in Jason's perspective, and we get a little insight into what happened after Winter killed Amory. Basically, Winter used Scarlet's body to stab Amory. Like. Was it like 12 times or 13 times or something like that? But it was so good. I know. It's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, dude needed to die. It's fine. Nobody misses him. <laughs> I'm more upset because of the trauma it's causing winter. And right. I don't even think Scarlet cares. I think Scarlet, no. I genuinely think Scarlet is the type of person to just be like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Use me to murder someone. It's fine. Not murder someone. <laughs> it's an execution that was deserved for years of yes, abuse. And yes, Yeah, yeah. Yes. But she'd be fine with regular murder, too. <laughs> anybody, if anybody could handle it, it would be her, right? Yeah. She's like, I grew up on a farm. It's fine. I know what to do. Officer. 
<laughs> right? Okay, so Winter was left inconsolable after the battle. And uh she's she's in a confined state. She's been like trapped she's strapped down so she can't hurt herself or hurt others. She's basically in and out of consciousness. She's heavily sedated. And Jason is there like, Oh, you wake up, please. <laughs> if I were a doctor, I would save you. I would save you so much. Please. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what Jason sounds like, too. <laughs> He's like Rosa from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, he uses a deeper voice when other people are around, but that's not what he really talks like. Yes. Yes. I can see that. I believe it to be true. So Winter is inconsolable and unconscious because after using her gift, after not using her gift for so many years, she, her whole body was strained and damaged uh, from an already fragile mind, and she felt destroyed before murdering Amory. See, and you said murder, too. You said murder, too. It is murder. I just like it better if I think about it as, like, a deserved murder. Okay. Like, it's not murder, like, oh, no, we should call the police. It's murder, like, we did them a favor. <laughs> I'm glad that Jason chimed in. Oh, no, we need to call the police. <laughs> There's always that one person that wants to call the police. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about um, her being, like, restrained? It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of terrible to think about it, but seriously, she's, like, trying to claw people's eyes out and biting people all over the place. Yeah. So it's got to be done. It's got to be done. And it's not like she's you know, strapped 100% completely down flat, like, in a straight jacket. She's no, just, it's you just, know, got some yeah. manacles on. Doesn't it say that they're, like, cushioned, too? Yeah. Yeah, so she's not going to get hurt. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I have a fear of, like, not being able to escape a situation that I'm in. That's why I don't like airplanes, because where am I going to go? Down. So this... <laughs> like boop, boop. um but this this is like also slightly unnerving because I'm like well I can't if there's a fire I can't like leave yeah but I feel like if that were to happen she has proven that she can use her gift so I just feel like she can convince somebody to let her out or she's also you know pretty tiny and frail she could yeah. flip the restraints that's a good point. Yeah. What do you think about Jason being there and, like, still feeling like he can't be affectionate because of years of just, like, oh, nobody's allowed to touch her? Dude, nobody is in the room with you. <laughs> I mean, that sounds really creepy the way I just said no, it. No, it I'm does sorry. sound really creepy the way you just said it. Maybe we should uh, <laughs> backtrack a little bit. But you're allowed to show affection. Yes. Nobody's there judging you. You can be affectionate. Is that better than saying nobody's around in the creepy voice that I use? It's, it's yeah, it's the affection has always been wanted from winter. Mm -hmm. What has stopped them has been just misplaced propriety from a society that 
no longer exists. It's currently being completely de-established. So yes, stroke the hair of your girl or whatever creepy thing you're doing. Um, In your high-pitched voice. (laughs) In your high-pitched voice. So the doctors have very little experience with lunar sickness, so they really don't know how to help her. And um, Jason has not left her side since the battle ended, which is really sweet. But also we know it's been a few days. So I'm like, okay, he should get a burger, like maybe run through In-N-Out Burger on his way home, shower, go to Starbucks on his way back. Like, yeah, like she's not waking up right now. Right. Like, it's okay. Yes. Go and get some French fries and come back. We also find out that his parents are alive and that they were actually living in the sector that Winter had been poisoned in. Small it's so world. serendipitous. Yeah, small world, that one. Yeah, yeah. Just so happened to be. I do find that one to be a little bit interesting because we never really got, like, where he went. Like, if you read Ferris, then you know that Jason's dad was, like, pretty high up there in terms of guards yeah and now he's so it's like why how did he just end up like shoved into the lumber sector and was it i want to know if it was like okay everett's dead i don't need you around bye probably right because he was there when everett died he was still like a high level guard in the palace so it had to have been after that yeah what did he do what did he do to get kicked out? Was there. Oh, existing? Well, I mean, okay. He would have been a constant emotional reminder to Lavana of the man that she, quote, loved and then yes. killed. Put that in quotes. Put that yes. in really big quotes. Really big quotes because her, her heart was confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I got very, I got kind of emotional thinking about how they reunited because of Ferris, because if you didn't read Ferris, go back and read it or listen to our episodes or something. But in Ferris, we see a lot of Winter and Jason's childhood through the perspective of adolescent Lavana, who was growing and becoming the evil villain that she is now, but still on her way to that sort of, um, manipulative power that she she now yields so easily and um we saw that like winter winter's dad and jason's dad were like total bffs like matching mm-hmm. bracelets and everything mm-hmm. and we saw that like you know i'm i'm specifically thinking of the scene where they were all swimming and jason's mom like made sandwiches for everybody even lavana And they were all, like, playing and having fun in the pond or the lake. And I'm specifically thinking of that scene and wondering how we went from that to he doesn't even talk to his parents anymore. Like, I want to know when that shift happened. Yeah. I'm thinking there's some brainwashing involved. I'm thinking. I'm thinking, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So Jason says, I love you, finally. (laughs) Finally, finally, finally. I feel like the I love you's in books are a really big deal. Yes. But I also feel like I really like when they don't say I love you. When they say like, like in um, Pearl Prince series, when he says like, by you, I am forever undone or something. I'm like, oh my God, that's so much better than I all lie. Yeah. It's so swoony. Especially when you have a tail. 
<laughs> or even Max and like Break My Heart. It was only ever yours to begin with. Oh, oh. so much better than I love you. So oh. much better than I love you. Oh. And your heart is not confused. No, Max and deserve better you. there. Anyways, that's a totally different series. Um, yep. It's fine. <laughs> so he decides that since they're alone and she's asleep and there's nobody to tell him not to, he's going to kiss her. And because this is a Snow White story, it wakes her up. Um, couple of things. <laughs> I do not want to pretend that consent is not a thing. You should have consent. Yes. Even if you think you have consent, you don't have it unless you have it. And he right. does not have it. She's asleep. Right. Yes. That being said, obviously only his kiss is going to wake her up because it's Snow White. Obviously. Yes. So. And it know. wasn't as creepy as how I said it was earlier. It was it's, less I creepy mean, it's, than it's that. not necessarily even that it's creepy. It's that it's. You know what I really don't like about it is that Winter is not a part of it. Winter, who loves Jason and only got to kiss him once during a moment where he was murdering her pet to save her life. Yeah. And the kiss was more a distraction than anything else, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's their second kiss, and she doesn't get to be a part of it. I know, and it would mean so much to her. Just like shaker i don't know right like poor cold <laughs> did anybody try dumping cold water on yeah. her because that would wake my ass up like yeah snap snap by her hello get a dog nothing will wake you up faster than a dog shoving its tongue in like your nose or your ear or something yes or get a cat nothing will wake you up faster than if you hear a cat vomiting somewhere and you don't know where they are <laughs> well my dogs have habits like scamp if he wants you to wake up he'll jump on the bed and he'll just start licking your whole face Beowulf will just lay on top of you, only, which is really cute, except Beowulf weighs like 65 pounds. So if he lays on top of you, you're awake because your body can't breathe and it's trying to figure out why. Yes. Yeah. So like, just send somebody's pet in there. It'll be fine. Oh, but then Wolf in there. Maybe he'll howl and she'll like. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, she wakes up. She is a girl of ice and snow again. And he says pleased to meet you which is actually really cute that he says it's nice to meet you yes I that just shows so much about his character that he's not like bummed that she like doesn't you know know who he is or where she is or what's going on yeah he's more yeah because Jason doesn't look at the world through his eyes he looks at the world through Winter's eyes Mm. Jason is more focused on winter than himself, which is good and bad. Like we need to prioritize our own mental and self-health and love before we can give it to others. But at the same time, I think Jason's language of love would be taking care of others. Yeah. And in this case, winter. Um, And that, I mean, that's debatable. Love languages are very hard to define, but as soon as you think of what your own love language is, you're like, but I also do this, and I also do this, and I always do this, right? But I, I think Jason's would be taking care of others, and in particular, Winter. Yes, I can see that. Yeah. So, anyways, let's talk about song choices. I love yours. Thank you. Bring my my teenage emo heart was immediately, like, singing the yes. song and picturing her, like, jumping down the building in the music video. And Yes. Yes. 
Yes. Yes. There is no other choice. I'm sorry. <laughs> Even though you mentioned a Taylor Swift song. Mine is the winner. How can you not choose Bring Me to Life by Evanescence? It's, I mean, it's all about waking someone up. Yeah. Emotionally. But still, how can you not choose this one? Also, we were talking about things that defined our generation as like Lizzie McGuire and, and, and Harry Potter and stuff like that. Evanescence and just the concept of like, quote, emo grunge music, that was definitely a large part of my adolescence. Yeah, it's why I still wear as much black eyeliner as I wear. <laughs> Amanda just never like let go of 17-year-old her. No. I didn't. I love Actually, it. I, love it. I am wearing far less eyeliner than I wore when I was that age. Nice. I haven't worn eyeliner in years, but I definitely in high school kicked on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm so glad you're um, letting loose with the cuss words because I've been holding them in. Oh, I just beep it out. I know you do. I have this cute little sound of like, Whoo. I know you do, but <laughs> I've been trying to not say horrible words. I gave up on trying I mean, not to. I don't do it at work, so I guess I should be able to do it, but I just, I'm not good at it. I just, I'm like, you know what? I'll just say things. Just say things. Just be I'll true just to yourself. Things. Yeah. There's my. Can we please talk about your song? What? What else do we need to talk about? Lyrics and stuff. Waking up. That's all you need. <clears throat> Hold on. Let me look. Let me look up the lyrics so I can remember why I chose this one. Okay, so the reason I was going to say, do you want me to just start singing it? Because I probably still have it memorized. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, And then I will perform it lip syncing to your singing because I have on lots of eyeliner. Nice. Yeah, I'm in like pajamas, no makeup. This is my hair from yesterday because I haven't showered. Like, you are getting Sunday morning Bethany for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So there's, there's some lyrics that I really like that kind of speak to both Winter and Jason. Like, okay, bring me to life. I've been living a lie. Hello, Jason. Hi. And then, you know, okay, she's frozen inside without your touch, without your love. Like, how do you not choose this song? Well, frozen too because she's the girl of ice and snow. Yes. You have to choose this one. I am pleading. Pleading. I mean, what? Fuck. You have to choose this one. Yeah. Listeners, you have to. And that's all. That's that's my spiel. That's your spiel? Yep. Seriously, everybody, go watch the music video, too, because I, like, I genuinely remember, like, that music video and how cool it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Plus, it's Evanescence. Did you know that they're from Little Rock, Arkansas? Like, I did not hi. know that. That's that's where I'm from. That's really cool. Yeah. I don't think anybody famous is from where I'm from. There's probably someone. Yeah, I can't think of them, though. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you will be. You will be, if we have anything to say about it. Okay. I really appreciated that long, <laughs> fake laugh that you just <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're famous. Oh, okay, sure. Um, my song choice <laughs> was Electric Touch by Fall Out Boy and Taylor Swift. This is my shocked face. 
<laughs> the emoji for it. Yes. I mean, honestly, it's just electric touch, and it's Taylor Swift and Fall Out Boy. And when I was taking notes for this episode a million years ago, it was right when that epi- that album came out, and I was listening to it on repeat. So then it was like, his kiss woke her up, and I was like, yep. Done. Chosen. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, pretty much. Okay, let's talk about your uh, song quote. You mean my quote? You're just your quote, yes. My Just my quote. It's not a Let's song talk about quote. your chapter quote. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, shit, did I do something wrong? No, no, Bethany did all of the things nope. wrong. Fine, fine. Okay, my quote. He kissed her, one-sided as it was. It had little of the passion there'd been in the menagerie, which we all remember and get sad about. But so much more hope and a whole lot of foolishness. You got to add that little one. But also, I'm sorry, I have two. Also, at least she wasn't trying to bite him. (laughs) That's a good one. That is a good one. It's nice to not be bitten. Yes. Yes. Superb. So mine was. My quote was, he wanted her to look at him with recognition and happiness and that hint of mischief that had captured his heart long before she'd been the most beautiful girl on Luna. I just love a I loved her way back when kind of. Yeah, he loved her before it was cool. Exactly, exactly. Um, (laughs) I just can't stop thinking, like, at least she wasn't trying to bite him. Yeah. (laughs) I like the idea of, I've always liked the idea of Jason and Winter because they're that star-crossed lovers slash best friends to lovers slash, you know, she fell first, but he fell harder kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that this kind of sums it up. He wanted her to look at him with recognition and happiness and that hint of mischief. He gets who she is. He didn't want her to look at him because she was beautiful. He wasn't like, I want to see her beautiful face. I want to see her beautiful eyes. You know, he wanted her to look at him the way that she always looked at him, like someone that she was familiar with, like someone that Mm -hmm. she knew and cared about and someone that brought her happiness. And it's just one of those, like what we talked about earlier, it's one of those moments where Jason, you really see how selfless Jason is. And I feel like we don't talk about that enough. We don't talk about how selfless he is. Right. Nobody cares about Jason less than he cares about himself. Like when he vowed, like with Cress, I would protect Winter with my life, second only to her. I will protect you. Like, yeah, yeah. I love Jason. Right now, not as much as I love Ica, but still, and not as much as I love Wolf and Scarlet. But you know, he's like at least. (laughs) you know, fifth or sixth in line, in my love line. I hate picking a favorite because as soon as I do, I'm like, but what about all of these? It's true. It's hard. It's hard to pick a favorite, except Ico. Second only to Ico. Second only to Ico. Beautiful. The chapters discussed today are from Winter by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger, and today's special guest was Amanda from Fictional Hangover Podcast. The intro-outro music was composed by Emma Pablo, and the logo art was created by Sunlit Tangles on Instagram. Thank you for listening.
next week for part two.